Hello everyone, and welcome to Now You're Playing With Power, a Nintendo podcast. We are here on New Year's Day, hopefully as long as this goes up as planned, and um, this is the fourth episode. And with me today, I have Bali, who is... Uh, Happy one... New Year! <laughs> She's in the spirit, let's say, yeah. of the New Year. Uh, some alcohol may have been consumed. Uh, I'm not going to say either way. I was at a Christmas lunch. Uh-huh. Yeah, a Christmas lunch on the 18th of December. Totally legitimate. Yeah, totally yeah. legit. Indeed. Yeah. Um, Anyway, we have uh, we have a show for you today, and we're going to be pretty pretty packed with some good content. Uh, we're of course going to kick things off with our usual uh, what we've been playing segment. But coming up after that, Bally, do you want to lay it out? Yeah, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Direct that happened today, which is December the eighteenth. Um, so give you guys our feedback on what we think, the ups and downs, the massive surprises that there definitely were, um, and then we're. Following that, we're going to talk about our predictions for 2013, so we'll do three. 2014. Did I say 2013? You did indeed. Sigh. Well, yeah, 2014 predictions. So, yeah, we'll give three predictions each. um, And, yeah, hopefully I'll sober up by then. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know. I have no idea. Just fucking going by the the seat of our pants here. Uh, oh, my God. Okay, so... um. <laughs> Let's let's go into the first segment, which is, of course, the shit we've been playing. For us, it's only been three days since we recorded, so not a huge amount to uh, be doing. But, Bali, I heard that you're... Uh, I've piled in a lot of playing. Y- you're on the Metroid Fusion train, which I could not be happier about. So I got, I got this thing, secret to tell you. I don't know if you know this, but, you know, I have a special role with the Nintendo. Um, do you? Yeah, is... yeah, no, I... I'm I'm a Nintendo ambassador. You're a Nintendo ambassador. Yeah, I'm a Nintendo ambassador. Wow, that that sounds like a really cool title. I wish yeah, I, know, right? I could be an ambassador. In, in fact, let me just check my 3D. Oh, my. I have a certificate. It, it tells me I'm an Nintendo. Bali, we're both Nintendo ambassadors. I feel what so is- privileged. It's such what? a luxurious badge to have for someone who's basically. A sucker for buying a 3DS on day one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, We're the dumbasses here. Yeah, so... So, even though I'm a dumbass, to make up for it, I got Fire Emblem, Sacred Stones, and I also got Metroid Fusion, along with a bazillion other games. Um, Ten. But, 20, actually, if you're counting the yeah, NES ones. Yeah, but yeah, 20. We'll go with 20. So. It's a lot. When they first announced that and they were like, oh, by the way, here are 20 free games. I was freaking the fuck out. I was like, wow, that's really cool. It's like, wow, that 300 pounds sounds a lot cheaper now. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, yeah, um, I was going to talk about Sacred Stones first, um, All right, which I've filed a good 17 hours into. I've not played it a whole lot recently. Um, but I was just going to give you maybe my first impressions of the game, and yeah, um, I mean, you were keen for me to play this, and I was really sort of adverse to the idea of trying a Fire Emblem. Um, I'd never really played a Japanese RPG other than Pokemon, unless you can think of any that I might have played. No, I can't think of any, and even with Fire Emblem, it's not strictly a JRPG. It does uh, kind of... Why is it stra- it straddles the line between RPG and strategy, uh, and it kind okay. of crutches on both. I wouldn't say it's either one or the other, like, distinctly. Like, there are key elements of both of those genres in this game. 
Okay. Yeah, so I'm not, like, completely oblivious to this kind of fighting... Not fighting mechanic, like, the battle mechanic in the sense that I'm actually quite a big fan of Advance Wars, and I've played that for a number of years, actually, and given it a go on DS as well as GBA, I think. So I kind of... I'm a big fan of Advance Wars, and... I I really like that combat mechanism, so I I knew about that already. But this was just completely different in terms of the stats of all the units, and obviously there's so much more importance on whether a unit dies or not, and that's your character gone for the entire game if they die. Um, and but overall, I absolutely I really like the the idea of Fire Emblem in general and love the fighting mechanic and love the story um, and that's something that I'd say Advance Wars definitely lacks in comparison to Fire Emblem is a story. Um, yeah, and that's that's the thing with Fire Emblem is you, you know, with Advance Wars you are basically doing very similar things but in terms of the units you're deploying, they're basically nameless and faceless and if you lose them well hey, that's kind of the nature of war as it were, um, whereas in Fire Emblem you just have these personal attachments because each character is named, each character has a backstory, each character has artwork associated with them um, and they are all differentiated from one another and so when you lose one, uh, and it happens lots, and it help happens. Um, it really fucks you. Over. <laughs> it it just it. Yeah. If you're one of the people who wants to finish the game with everyone intact and uh, make sure you have every character, the kind of completionist way to go, then it will you know sometimes push you to points of extreme frustration where you may want to just give up and leave the game, uh, yeah. which has happened to me. You know, from time to time. It's, most uh, acutely it happened to me in Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon which is a game that I feel is not very good in general so I kind of was okay in leaving that one behind, it's my least favourite Fire Emblem game and I feel that that is very much mired in the old mechanics because it is a remake of the original and though they did update it to some degree it, it still it still feels like, a, like like an older game and it just got to this point where there was this one map where all these ballistas were, were strewn around and there's literally like 12, 15 ballistas and like one hit from them will kill certain units and it just is so fucking annoying because you just can't, you can't get to the end without, without losing some stuff. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a problem. Back to Sacred Stones. Um, I really struggled with this game in the sense that they hardly hold your hand at all, it felt like. It just felt so... Here are your units, here's who you have to fight, get on with it. If you die, you die, tough shit. And I was, like, left completely baffled as to what was good. They talk about the swords being good on... Oh, God. Axes. Swords are good on axes, lances good on swords, axes good on... Lances. Lances. I remember. I remember S. I remember S A L. If you just remember S A L, it's swords to axe to lance, and then it goes lance back to swords. Okay. Yeah. That'd that'd be cool if I was sober, but (laughs) but um. So yeah, I I really struggled with that, and just the way that they mention it, but don't really keep reinforcing it, and because of my you know short term memory loss, I really struggled just (laughs) going through missions failing dra- dramatically um, but other than that it, there's just not a whole lot of guidance on what 
regardless of the triangle, what units are good on what. Um, there's a whole separate magic triangle I'm not even going to talk about. Um, and just whether you should, where you should put the bulky units, where you should put the lightweight units, how you should use the lightweight units. Um, stuff like Pegasus Knights always get fucked over by everything. And it's just, oh, well, apart from magic, obviously, but they get fucked over by, like, range. And they never tell you that. It just happens, you know? Well, yeah, I, I can't quite remember is the thing, because Sacred Stones is the second title that they brought out in America. It's the second Fire Emblem that, that came out in the West. Um, and so the first one had a very lengthy... And it, it, essentially, the entire first kind of story arc uh, with Lin in, in Fire Emblem 7 is a giant t- tutorial, and they teach you everything, and they tell you exactly what goes against what, and where you should place your units, and, and what units are good against what, and all that kind of stuff is very, very well telegraphed in that tutorial section. And Sacred Stones, I guess, doesn't really do that, although I don't really have like a good enough memory to to remember, because like... I had already played Fire Emblem when I got Sacred Stones. I, I didn't own a game, but I, I had played it before, so I was very much aware of the mechanics and how they worked. Um, so so why don't they put the original on the Ambassador program? Because I'm just so lost <laughs> a I lot think, of the time. I think a lot of the reason they didn't do that is because it's a more popular game. And if they had yeah. the choice to put one there, Sacred Stones would make more sense because I think that they feel they would sell more copies of Fire Emblem 7 in the eShop as opposed to Sacred Stones. Like, 7 is a game which has more of a cult following uh, than than Sacred Stones. Like, the, the following and the fandom surrounding that game is much larger, I feel, than Sacred Stones. So they, I think they feel like they could you know, sell more copies of the other one, which is why they chose to give this one away. Um Cool. And it, it's also like a much easier game uh, in general than than Fire Emblem Seven, um, even though it doesn't really tutorialize anything. Overall, the game I feel is easier. So, so I'm I'm currently at the level where you meet Prince Ines, and, and this um, is Erica's story, right? Um, I think so. Yes, has it, has it split. I think it has split. You know, you're right. Um, so yeah, uh really struggling because I keep trying to save my weakest units but at the same time I, I'm keen to always use them so they gain experience and that's just like a really crazy hardcore method that I'm trying that I really shouldn't and I probably won't next time I play the game but especially especially in this game because you have the tower which you can use to grind and if you uh, want okay. to get your weak units up just go to the tower instead of trying to put them on the battlefield it's just much easier. Okay, I might try that. But um, so I'm gonna not complete this game anytime soon uh, because I'm really struggling with it, and it's obviously a very long game. But my first impressions really do like the game, although I've said an awful lot of negative stuff about it. I do love it, and it's just a bit hardcore at times, and I need to really motivate myself to play it sometimes. Uh, but definitely going to keep going, keep slogging away, and I will get better at it, learn the units better, um, and I will talk about it in future episodes of the podcast. But uh, moving on to another game, which I definitely picked up and got into far more quickly, and I'm very much enjoying it, and that's Metroid Fusion. 
best game ever. So, so, so both these games have a thing in common, MBZ, that you were dying for me to like play both of them, and I'd never played either of them before. Um, yes. Obviously, Fire Emblem had mixed feelings, but overall, I did like it. And Fusion, I'm currently really liking it. Actually, really, really do think that this is a solid game. It's it's really difficult. Uh, there's plenty in it for me to um, struggle with, and I definitely am struggling with it. Um, and at the same time, the level design is really cool. I quite like the story. The graphics are nice. Uh, it's, it's just that it's it's such a bright and colourful Metroid game. Like yeah. Super Metroid doesn't have as uh, as varied a colour palette, and especially the Metroid Prime games, they're quite drab. They're kind of browns and, and greens and that kind of thing, much much more akin to sort of like a modern military shooter or, or that kind of thing. Whereas Fusion is just because of the the main cons the main cons conceit. I can't say words. Uh, the main conceit of you absorbing these X's and they're all varied colors and your suit is you know bright blue and everything I feel like they play a lot more with that in the, in this world and it makes it much more vibrant um, which is really nice and much more appealing I think I think the game is colorful it invites you much more into it and Metroid Fusion is one of those games which is uh, dastardly in its um, seductions because it draws you in and then you realize that Jesus Christ this is tough yeah <laughs> yeah I'm really feeling that to be honest, because even on the first boss, I must have died like three times, and I was so not prepared for just when when there's a boss jumping around a stage, you just feel so defenseless it's ridiculous there's no like sort of shield like you would have in something like Zelda, and you just seem to have to all your evasiveness is re- you're relying on dodging and jumping and hanging on to walls and wall jumping and it's really tough and like I just was not prepared for that amount of action so early on with the bosses and that is something that continually continually through the game so far I think I've done four bosses now um all of them I really apart from one I really did struggle and I think I I died on all the bosses apart from one yeah so far and that's not even so much me working out how to defeat the bosses. It's me just going in there, guns are blazing, and getting absolutely ass-raped by these bosses that just sort of walk all over you and do tons of damage. And, yeah, I'm struggling. I'm really struggling. I and... think the main, the main thing about Metroid bosses is they are bullet sponges. And you basically just need to just hammer on the missiles and hammer on the, the the beam and the charge beam if you can as much as possible uh, once you realize what their exposed area is and, and when you kind of figure that out and you're like okay this is where I need to target this is where I should be putting my shots but you, you know I agree with you there is that problem when you go into the fight they throw everything at you from the beginning I mean the first uh, boss battle you have is against this dude who you know basically he has the morph ball ability and so he's kind of using it Um, he like turns into the shell and rolls into the wall so if you're hanging off the wall he'll knock you off it there's usually fire on the ground he's using his kind of his claws to uh, throw those scratches your way which Mm. can can hit you from a short distance Um, and it's very tough because he's using like 
several different patterns at once uh, and you don't really have time to breathe and get accustomed to what those are you're losing health very quickly and and yet you're not really damaging him at this point because you're just trying to figure out what the hell is going on so i think like very much with metroid you'll go into a boss die quickly but you'll learn a lot you'll learn like okay this is what he does this is the kind of the order in which those patterns occur how can i approach this next time and how can i go back there and make sure the same thing doesn't happen again and it's it is yeah. a, a sort of trial and error that, that you're going it, through it's very much like for me a learning process and to be honest that's one of the my favorite things about this game is that i have never to my knowledge actually played this sort of 2d shooter in any form whatsoever and it's just really a breath of fresh air for me to experience this sort of platformer slash shooter and adventure game all in one and I'm just sort of quite mind blown by it to be honest and I I really love the sci-fi theme to the whole thing Um, I think the the X Parasite and the SAX in particular is really freaky and quite intimidating and it really adds to sort of how the game feels because you're constantly wondering what's around the next corner you never know like oh there might be some terrible enemy and often there is a terrible enemy um around the next corner and there's so many little secrets and things like that and it's just i'm really enjoying this game it's it's really tough and i'm constantly dying going back to the most recent save point but i'm just gonna have to accept that on my first playthrough that's just just the way it is yeah, uh, and you know, I'm I'm very glad that you're enjoying it. It is, of course, probably my favorite game of all time. So, uh, <laughs> you know, if if you had uh, if you had issues with it, I was ready to shout you down. But, uh, but fair <laughs> enough. My only know. issue is how difficult it is, and that's not really the fault of the game. That's just my own fault and the fact that I'm playing it for the first time. So, I'll, yeah. I will get back to this one um, and talk about it in the future. But in the meantime, MBZ, what what's new? What is new? Well. I guess there's that Mario, he's been jumping around a few worlds or two. Um, this uh, this is, of course, Super Mario 3D World, which I have Isn't played for a... Yeah, exactly. And that's something I want to address up front, okay. probably. Um, I haven't played it for a, uh, like a week or so, because I haven't got access to my Wii U. It's at home right now. But I did play a significant portion of the game. I went through uh, the main like seven eight worlds uh or so uh and uh i'm unlocking kind of the post-game content right now um and i did talk about it briefly on i think episode two uh, but it as this game has gone on i have i've kept kind of expecting things i've kept expecting ead tokyo to come out with the magic and blow me away and it just hasn't happened yet and I think maybe that's partially due to the fact that Nintendo did reveal a lot about this game before it came out, and so the things which may have had impact on first-time playing don't have that kind of, you know, look at this, this is crazy moment anymore. It's like, oh yeah, that was the thing in the trailer, okay, let's let's do it. And so a little bit of the magic's taken away there, which is unfortunate, but it just it's just not really grabbing me in the same way that 3D Land did, which I'm surprised by and also, you know, somewhat disappointed because this is a game I've been looking forward to and especially after the new trailers that came out, uh, I think it was the Nintendo Direct, um, I was really excited for it and I was, I was really looking forward to it but it's it's just not it's just not got me in its grip, you know it's, I, I feel there's this problem 
with me getting frustrated with the game at points as well. Um, there's the new cat suit, of course, which they introduced, and I'm actually not a big fan of it. Like, th- wow. there are things that you kind of expect it to do that it doesn't. I keep expecting to be able to hover like a tanuki after I've gone up something, because you get to the top of something and you want to be able to have that hover ability to kind of recorrect yourself, and it's not there, and it kind of just feels jarring because it's a very similar looking suit to the Tanuki suit, and yet it doesn't have that ability involved with it. Uh, and uh, and I just like I just kind of have this dissonance from it where where I'm 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 trying to use it effectively, but I keep dying as a result. And my deaths are not necessarily a result of my own fault. I, f- I feel like a lot of it is to do with the the design of this game not having 3D in terms of like stereoscopic 3D like the 3DS does. Because I really kind of underestimated how much that is necessary to the experience in 3D land. The, the way that you time jumps and and are able to land um, on specific platforms with such precision is so much more difficult in this game um, because there's no real way of knowing there's the shadows beneath you but those are so surface and uh, and kind of very difficult to to see that uh, it it just puts you in this position where you're like okay well I fucked up there but I couldn't really have done anything about it and it's it just uh it's, it's a little bit disappointing now it's not all negative uh, of course there have been some some fun parts and I really enjoy the levels where they put you on the giant dinosaur they they showed a couple of these I think they showed one of the levels at E3 where uh you're basically riding through this track similar to remember in Galaxy they had like the manta ray race um do you remember that yeah I really enjoyed those bits actually yeah, those use like the motion controls yeah. to to move this manta ray over this like this band of water which was floating in midair, which was crazy because it like just water there in, in galaxy. And later found out that that idea they basically already <laughs> the invented. Water in galaxy. Yeah, no, no. The the idea of just suspended water in midair is something that Yadi Tokyo really likes. It's in this game as well, but they oh, start they started it in Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, which I only found out when I played that game last year. Um, and and yeah, it's it's, it's really interesting uh, that, that kind of has carried through, and they they keep using it. Um, but yeah, going back to the, the dinosaur levels, those are a lot of fun. Um, not only because they look stunning, like that's something that I will get to as well. This dinosaur is very levels, yeah, where you're riding on the giant dinosaur thing, like oh, down right, a track. I see. Okay, yeah. yeah um, I really like those, um, and and they have been really interesting. And the thing I like about them is that going back through the level to try and get the secrets, you're not feeling like, oh god, if I die, then I have to start again. Because it's so much fun. Like Those levels are so much fun, and I enjoy them so much that going back through those levels uh, is not a chore. Whereas a lot of the time I'll feel with levels that if I'm going back through them to to collect all the green stars and to, to get the stamp it feels like a bit of a chore because if I fuck up then I have to start all the way back at the beginning and there are checkpoints in the middle um, but some levels they just have so much content post checkpoint wherein both the stars are and some of the stars will be so devilish that you'll only get it like randomly by luck so if if you fuck up a bunch of times you have to go through the entire thing again and um, it can just get annoying and I Maybe this is a thing to do with 
the way I've been playing this game. I've been trying to do it less by basically hammering my head against the wall to try and get every collectible in every level before I move on. Are you still doing that? <laughs> Not. I, I, I've I've moved away from doing it because okay, it was good. kind. It was kind of. <laughs> I was worried for you. <laughs> It was sucking the fun out of it a lot. It, it it was just getting to that point where I was like, I'm not enjoying this right now because I just I want to finish this and get everything and move on with my life. Um, now that I've kind of freed myself from that somewhat, it's getting better to go through these worlds, but there's not really that excitement that I had with Galaxy. Are there other cool power-ups? Um, I mean, there's nothing huge uh, like I've, I've gone through the ones they've already shown like the piranha plant um the cat suit the double cherry uh, yeah well you well you pick up the piranha plant and it oh, eats stuff right, in its way yeah yeah um yeah i remember so that. i've i've done all those basic levels uh and then they they bring back the tanuki suit they bring back the boomerang brothers suit which is fantastic that's an awesome suit and i really like it um but they they're just isn't that excitement and you know like when you first played galaxy galaxy 2 and every level was just so unique and different and exciting and there's so much being recycled in this game but do you remember we were always like after galaxy and galaxy 2 were like what on earth is nintendo going to do next and and then and they've and rather than sort of take it to galaxy cubed or whatever they've taken it back a step it feels do you feel that yeah i i definitely feel there's a regression um a lot of it is to do with the reuse of these galaxy ideas which they still kind of try and shoehorn in like you know the jumping to flip the uh the panels so the red and blue panels and as soon as you jump uh one will flip to the uh, other side i've seen that before like it doesn't excite me because i'm familiar with that concept and um and I know what's going on. Um, so it's... I really want to like this game. I really do. And I I am. But there's just this thing holding me back from fully embracing it. Because it, it just doesn't do anything that is you think, blowing me away. Uh, do you think us trying out the multiplayer will improve it at all? I think it will vary things up and, and make it a little bit more interesting. Um uh, but I'm not sure if it'll actually improve the experience because I, I feel a lot of the time with co-op multiplayer, you you struggle. Um, I st- like, I mean, it depends on who you're playing with. Of course, I was I was playing with you, then it would be a lot better than, for example, when I tried to play Donkey Kong Country Returns with my cousin, and when I tried to play New Super Mario Brothers with my cousin, where it was How super, your uh, like seven, eight. Cool. So, so yeah, that that's not a good experience. <laughs> um, uh, so maybe it'd be uh, different. What did it need then to provide you with that almost galaxy-like experience? It just needed it just needed fresher and more bold ideas. Like I feel like they're they're treading water here. Like they're almost afraid to go over the top with it. And now, granted, look, I haven't got to all the special worlds yet, and I don't know what's in store for me there yet. So. I could come back on the next show and be completely turned around on it. But so far, from what I've seen, there hasn't been anything that has that has blown my socks off. Like there's there's nothing there's none of the craziness that I expect from from this team. Um and that is the disappointment there. Uh, it's just kind of 
kind of sucks so, really. so the, the the Miiverse stamps don't pull this game up at all <laughs> you know they're cool I like them <laughs> they're really neat uh, and, and that's a really uh, an interesting and fun way you know what Miiverse integration is pretty cool with this game because if you get to the end of a level and you've missed a star and you're like god where where is that star if you just wait at the end some of the Miiverse posts scroll along the top and sometimes the Miiverse posts will say hey do this to get this uh, this star and you're like oh that's that's what I needed to do so you'll go back in and you actually know where to go this time to get the stars. So that kind of community aspect of it, where you're asking other people, like, how do I do this and where do I go? And other people are right there playing the game at the same time as you, at the same level as you are, and they're able to respond instantly, uh, essentially, which is super great. Um, I think that more games should should definitely implement that. Oh, I don't want to leave this negative because it's just been yeah, it's just let's have bad. A, let's have um, a final or positive. What what I I will say is that the game looks glorious. It is a beautiful, fantastically well uh, implemented art style into 1080p, and it just is sublime. Um, without a doubt the best looking Wii U game out right now and um, I know it doesn't have a huge amount of competition but it is staggering and I feel like there is this thing with you know new consoles coming out and people spouting about how good like Rise looks on Xbox One or how good Forza looks you know I really don't care that they look that great because this is fucking good enough like I don't feel that Mario can look much better than this there's obviously technical ways to make it look better but it's just brilliant it really is and uh and i think that that is a uh uh, a positive positive feeling uh, that i'm getting is is the visuals are outstanding so uh, that is going to be it for what we've been playing, I feel, and uh, hopefully uh, over the holidays play some more Mario and, and we'll get some multiplayer on the go and then next time we can come back, uh, hopefully I'll have finished the game by then and and we'll have uh, some, some more interesting stuff to talk about, uh, but we are going to close out the segment and we will be back with what's coming up, Bally? The Nintendo Direct reaction. Indeed, it'll be a reaction and a half. So uh, we'll see you guys in a sec. Okay, so we're back with some more of this podcast, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, a little thing called Nintendo Direct happened, uh, which uh, is a lot of uh, crazy and strange announcements, um, the first of which we're going to talk about is... it's it's it's, 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 it's the... <laughs> can you just, just tell me, Bali, what's going on? Hyrule Warriors, MBZ! Jesus Christ. What the fuck? Have I, like, fallen into an alternate reality right now? <laughs> Although I'm yet to discover who the other Hyrule warriors are other than Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, they call yeah. that... That's a, that's a tentative title right now. So this is the news that uh, Dynasty Warriors cross Zelda is a thing. Um, I don't think if you take, like, the strongest crack... 
uh, and go on a roller coaster and then like fall off a bridge, uh, you would be in a state where you would say something this crazy. Um, it, it seems like it's like one of those things that no one in history ever thinks is going to happen, and then it does, and you're like, why? You know? <laughs> oh my god! It just looks so bad. Yeah. It just see. Oh. So here's the thing: you're taking Zelda, and you're stripping out the most lovable, important, and interesting facts about it, and you're just basically putting the crazy combat there, which uh, seems okay, and it's a bit of a spectacle, but apart from that, like, it doesn't really seem to have much depth to it, and I mean, Dynasty Warriors games traditionally are not very, uh, they're pretty much one note uh, in the way that it's very combat focused, and you have hundreds and thousands of enemies on screen, and you just slaughter them. And that's about it. And it just doesn't really have anything more than that. Like, there's, there's nowhere else for it to go, you know? Are, are, are we missing something here? Like, isn't... Could you maybe argue that Dynasty Warriors is more popular in somewhere like Japan? And maybe this is a way to rocket launch the Wii U into sales? Or am I, is that just a stab in the dark? No, I, I think you're, you're onto something there. I definitely think that Dynasty Warriors is much more popular in Japan. Um, and definitely when you take two franchises that are really big sellers there uh, and uh, and put them together, then it, you're going to result in something pretty cool. So I think that that is definitely the angle that they're coming from here. But of course, because it's Zelda and because it's such a massive franchise for Nintendo, they're obviously going to show this in a, uh, a Western Nintendo Direct and their intention is to bring it over here as well. Like, traditional dynasty warriors games like how often do they come over here i guess they do because there is somewhat of a following but they never really sell that well this is easily going to be the best selling dynasty warriors game in the west there's no question about that just by slapping link on there like look at what happened to soul Calibur 2 that's one of the best selling games on gamecube why because link was in it and that is continues to be the most popular version of that game uh it's a way of uh pushing out a key franchise without having to dedicate internal resources to develop a game um, but mm. also kind of you know draw in some people it, it just looks so bad though <laughs> like the graphics and everything just looks so shoddy it's meant to be an HD Wii U and it just looks like a GameCube game I will say that definitely the visual aspect is a weak part of Dynasty Warriors and uh, it's it's very clear that this is not being developed by Nintendo. There is such a huge lack of polish. Um, there's you know jaggies and uh, and the character model is a bit weird and just the animations are kind of strange as well. I can't believe they just gave them the keys to just doing Link and Zelda and uh, it's just it, so it is weird. it is a strange it is a strange thing and it doesn't happen that often that Nintendo will take one of their marquee franchises and almost like whore it out in this way it's like well yeah i guess but that's a really strange decision um but you know maybe it will be incredible we don't know bally prejudging is <laughs> what does this game have to do for you to buy it though like it surely it has to get amazing reviews or something definitely it has it has to do well on the critical front um obviously we listen to loads of podcasts so we'll get a good 
kind of feedback loop as to how the game performs and what it's like and what it does that's interesting if it does anything interesting and in that case yes i i will be tempted to just because of the association with zelda um but otherwise yeah it's it seems very possible uh but it could be it could be interesting we'll see such so. a curveball <laughs> absolute curveball I, I did I did not believe it when I saw it it was crazy but uh, that, that wasn't the only thing that was definitely the most ridiculous thing but uh, we got some more details regarding Kirby uh, Triple Deluxe um, and, and that game uh, talking a bit more details about how the 3D and, and 2D works and some something about a new superpower um, do you have any interest in, in a Kirby 3DS game? You know what it, it actually looked pretty good I've not seen many of the previous screenshots or trailers if there had been any had there been any there had been one trailer i believe trailer. well it actually looked pretty good to be honest and if there's not a whole lot of 3ds games on the horizon that i'm keen on picking up other than like old titles um and if i'm free at the time that this comes out then i might pick it up to be honest it looked pretty good yeah uh i mean you know i, I i'm kind of very passe on Kirby like it's the interesting ones the the Kirby games which do something different is where my interest is peaked so stuff like Camus Curse and um, what's the one with multiple Kirbys can't remember now yeah but this one has like you know that rhythm game in it and shit yeah, and I know that there's lots of the kind of the side bonus games. It's almost like Monkey Ball Kirby, where they put a lot of emphasis on like the mini game stuff. Um, but that just doesn't appeal to me anymore, honestly. Uh, and there are much better rhythm games out there. If I'm going to get a Kirby game, I'm not buying it for the sole purpose of uh, playing a, a, a mini game that's like kind of rhythm based in, in the center of it. So. I don't know. It's 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 cool, but it's not really gonna uh, turn my head. It, it looks like a relatively solid title to add to an already great lineup of 3DS games, and it doesn't. I don't think it'll harm the system in, in any way. And it, it, it's good that Nintendo are, con- are churning out more great first-party titles. Yeah. No. It's 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 just you know added added breadth to the library, um, and uh, we we can use that so um next thing was uh some more 2d platforming because nintendo fucking love that shit uh we got yoshi's new island uh which is being developed by artoon that's a terrible name (laughs) yeah it's pretty bad see the bad thing so negative (laughs) let's be positive well i mean (laughs) how how positive can you be about a follow-up to a game that most people consider utter trash and being developed by the same developer as well uh now granted you know they did mention that i thought it's the same guy who did the initial the original snes version so they said that's what they said they said tezuka's involved in this game and he he was behind the wheel for the original um however lots of people have been saying that he was in fact in a producing role on the previous yoshi's island game as well um, and that didn't help that game a lot. So, I don't know. Still some skepticism here, honestly. Artoon. The art style looks horrendous. It just looks really. It does. Really it looks super ugly. Out. It reminds me a lot of uh, Mario and Luigi Dream Team, which I don't like the art style for that either. Um, it's just kind of pixely, you know? It, just, it doesn't have Why that clarity they just and crispness. Copy the SNES art style. It would have been. You know, fine. if they just took sprites and just made them even more crisp 
and added some kind of 3D layering, some uh, some some uh, what do you call them parallax parallax scrolling. Uh, that would be cool, uh, I think. But um, this developer, uh, they have a poor pedigree, and I'm not expecting a huge amount out of this game, honestly. Kirby honestly looks better than Yoshi by some. Oh, way. Kirby looks miles better. Yeah, if yeah. I was to pick one, I would choose Kirby in a heartbeat. There's no, not even a question about that. Uh, not to mention that I'm not actually a huge fan of the gameplay in Yoshi's Island, anyway. So oh, that's a good game. Ah, uh, well, you know. <laughs> Each to their own. Mm. Um, so, so that's that's that. Uh, and then, of course, everyone's favourite uh, Cranky Kong, who got re 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 revealed for like the twelfth time. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's the way he's Iwata said it to us as though we didn't know already. Like it was. Yeah, so he, he had this build. Up, he had this build up of like, oh, so we had a Dixie. Co-. Okay, now I'm not going to impress any of <laughs> Wow. <laughs> God damn it. But he was like, so, so we already announced Dixie Kong uh, to add to Diddy Kong, and now Directly Cranky Kong is in the game. Yeah. Oh, God. I don't Woo! know. Look, okay, I have no doubt that Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is going to be a fantastic tight, well-designed, beautiful, and interesting platformer, but it isn't an interesting franchise right now, and with the amount of 2D platformers that are already on Wii U, that is the main kind of genre that permeates throughout the lineup, it just doesn't get anyone really excited, and announcing new characters for a game that already doesn't have a huge amount of buzz around it is, uh, I feel, not the best way to uh, to promote it, but I don't know, that's just, just kind of my opinion. Cranky Kong looks cool, he's using his cane like uh, Scrooge McDuck in DuckTales, and, and that's a neat aspect to it, but, um, you know, it's it's not really that original as well, so... Are you going to pick up this game? You know, it's coming out in in the doldrums. It's coming out in February when there won't be a lot on Wii U. There'll be nothing first party. So I might be tempted to, uh, just because I really enjoyed my time with uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns on 3DS, the the, the remake for that. Um, But I know it'll be hard, and I know it will be a, a game that may cause me to be very frustrated, but... You know, you need that every once in a while. You need that tough-as-nails platformer to kind of uh, to stick it to you and say, hey, you need some practice here. You need to Fusion. Oh, well, very different uh, kind of style. But you know, Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's less platforming, you're right. But... Definitely. Um, so so that's there, uh, and and I guess we will await it because it is going to be coming out. Um, uh, and then... Moving on, we had uh, some news about Sonic Lost World, uh, which is very interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, it's something about this Nintendo Direct about strange crossovers. So Sonic Lost World, which is a game that's already out on 3DS and Wii U, is getting new DLC. And the DLC is nintendo themed because it's tying into yoshi's island like so the the stage is a 2d stage with yoshi's island backgrounds and and enemies from mario games like piranha plants and everything uh and it's basically within 
you know, the, the suit of a Sonic game because it is a Sonic game. It's it's just kind of slapped on there. Uh, and then they did a kind of uh, little extra bonus thing where Iwata was like, and now to link to this thing. And then like there was a picture of Sonic and there was a Triforce on this. It's basically, they're trying to hint at the fact that there will be a second DLC pack which is going to be based on Zelda. I think that's going to be pretty cool, honestly. Um Especially if they do it as a more 3D Sonic level as opposed to the side-scrolling one because um, I think a Zelda kind of style would, would fit that better. Um, this is so strange, though. I'm just I'm just baffled. I can't believe we're talking about this. There's like a Yoshi stage in a Sonic game and a Zelda <laughs> one to come. It's like... Dude, go back so to fucking... Go back to the 90s and tell a kid that one day Sonic will be running around in Zelda universe. Like, oh what the fuck? God, it's like... <laughs> they would have called it hard bullshit, like, is this Is this what Nintendo do with their backs to the wall? They just come up with the most crazy shit ever. Yeah. It's just... <sighs> some of this is good, some is bad, and, you know, I guess that's what it is. I've got to pull it out sometimes so <laughs> uh so so that's the thing um obviously i'm not sure like this is the thing uh, this nintendo direct has a lot of things that is cool if you already own a wii u or a 3ds but nothing here is compelling you like what's the point of releasing these dlc things for a game that probably didn't sell that well in the first place is it really going to get people to go out and buy the game i'm sure there are fanatics like you know zelda fans who are utterly crazy who want everything that link appears in or is zelda themed and will do that but that's a giant minority um and it's not really going to push that game in terms of sales so I don't know if it's yeah. really a good. I guess thing to be they're in the to. mindset that every little helps. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's you weird. know, Nintendo, Asda, they both have similar philosophies. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, uh, a bit more news on Wii Sports Club, which, of course, so far they have released uh, tennis and is it bowling? Tennis, bowling, and now golf. Yes. So golf is going to be the third one that they release. Um, and this is a callback to the first time they revealed the Wii U in uh, 2011. It was uh, E3 2011, um, where they showed, you know, during the sizzle reel of the things that the gamepad can do, uh, it was on the ground and the person was looking down at it uh, in order to make their golf swing and they would see the, uh, the what's it called in golf? A fucking... A tee? No, it's, uh, the, the stick. <laughs> I'm being an idiot. Pen. Oh my god. No! <laughs> No, the the thing that you hit it with. A club. A club. Holy oh shit! God. Wow, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. oh, but no, massive. the stick. The, yeah, I had no. a massive mind blank. So right, oh. the, you can see the the head of the club. Uh, and and I'm not sure how much that really changes things. It looks really very gimmicky to me. Um, I'm not sure, Bali. You have much more experience with <laughs> golf in general. Do you think? This yeah, I. <sighs> It's a nice idea that you swing and you can see your ball on the ground, but you're not you're not actually making contact with the ball, so I struggle to see how it changes anything. And surely you want to look at the screen where you can see your power meter and stuff like it's so yeah. It it, it seems really gimmicky. Really yeah, gimmicky. It, it, I mean obviously they've introduced more hook and fade, he said. Uh, Iwata said, but um, you could do that without having to plonk your Wii U pad on the floor. Yeah. Pretend that it's the ground, you know. It's, uh, 
I don't know. Maybe there's something we're missing that they will talk about more. But from the on the face of it, it just looked a bit rubbish. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, so that's that. Is, a whole, a whole new course is a good idea. That looks cool. That'll... A whole new course. <laughs> Please. Oh yeah, that was weird. Uh, Iwata's like. Uh, so I worked on I worked on an NES golf game 25 years ago, and we just decided to take that and take the courses um, and the holes from that game and just put them in this one because fuck it, you know. Nintendo logic, <laughs> right? I don't know. It's, and you can tell he was so proud to tell you about that as well. He's like, I worked on this game 25 years ago, and this is. Like... I'm old, by the way. In case you didn't get the memo. <laughs> It's, uh, it's just sort of that little that little hint, like suggesting we're a company that's been around a really long time, and even mm. though all this stuff is massively crazy shit, we actually know what we're doing. That's what you were yeah. basically saying, and it was yeah. like, yeah, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's remix it uh, with some NES remix, Bali. What do you think of this? This is nuts. Well, it looked a bit strange on the first. Uh, viewing but having listened to and read stuff after apparently it'll be sort of like WarioWare and you're playing short aspects of these 12 NES games um, and sort of linked together and then and the, yeah you, like you said earlier that there's Link is in Donkey Kong and just crazy stuff like that I, I don't know why not it seems like a really random thing to do why not just release all the 12 NES games the way they're meant to be because this is how you make money Bally you play on nostalgia and people Uh, will buy it Um, will people buy this? fucking loads of people will buy this shit are you kidding me? taking like their beloved games and mixing them up and doing strange stuff with it hell yeah people will buy this Uh, just Um, like the new Nintendo is all that hybridizing games it is, yeah. It's it's. It's retro Donkey Kong. Let's stick Link in there. Oh, that'll make it sellable. It's like it's so strange. Like it doesn't really change anything about the gameplay. It's basically a palette swap, right? <laughs> you yeah, know. It's, just... um, it's it's cool though. You know, I'm not I'm not going to deny it. It's it's a really crazy. Are you going to buy it? Probably not, but that's exactly. because I don't have no, no, no. But I mean, that's because I don't have nostalgia for NES games. I I'm not really a fan of any NES game in general. Um, yeah. And so it doesn't appeal to me on that level, but I can certainly see why people would go for it. And it's not like they're just hashing out the games; that they're, they're bringing them out and doing a WarioWare style thing with mini challenges and uh, and all that good stuff. I don't know how much content is in this game. That's what worries me a little bit. Like, is the price tag justified for the amount of content? Because I don't know if you can, you know. But people who are crazy enough to just be like, right, I need this game, are going to buy it before they have any recollection of how much content they've just invested in. It's just going to yeah. be an impulse, like, oh, yeah, NES mini games, let's go, and it's just going to be a real impulse buy rather than a sort of. I don't think there'll be much content here. Do you? Do you? No, no, pro- probably not. But I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Um, so. That's another crazy thing. How about let's talk about um, the year of Luigi, which is apparently now the year and a half of Luigi because they are still releasing Luigi-based games. Uh, we've got Dr. Luigi, which is Dr. Mario. 
but instead it's Dr. Luigi, and instead of these simple pills, they are now L-shaped. C- can you believe it? It's like, it's like some crazy new idea. Just, uh, I've never, I've never seen such a thing before, Bally. How, how, how do you feel about this, this innovation? <laughs> I've never played, I've never played Dr. Mario, and by changing the pills into L's and introducing Luigi hasn't exactly made me go oh I better play it now oh my god I've been missing out like better get in on these L shaped blocks I'm just like it's an old game like you need more to freshen it up than that but I mean it's basically Tetris right it's essentially Tetris it's Candyland oh I don't even know what the fuck that is not Candyland why am I saying what's the, Candy what's Crush the, Candy yeah it's Candy Crush so Candyland's like a board game it's a match three, but it's a Tetris-based match three. I yeah, think that I think true. the goal is to just basically get rid of all the diseases that are kind of there in the way by matching up the color of them. So it's a bit more simplified. Um, I didn't. I didn't think there's a market still for puzzle games like that. Look, right? there there definitely is a market. There's a really? lot of people who enjoy these games and who go back to them constantly. Definitely, there there is definitely a. Uh, a section of the audience who are super into that kind of um, that style of puzzle game uh, and will pay top dollar for it and, um, and that's what you will be doing because I think this thing is uh, $15 like seven ninety nine or eight ninety nine. It's starting it to feel like everything in this Nintendo Direct was aimed at crazy Nintendo fans who will buy anything as long as it has NES games in it or it has Luigi on it or it has Zelda in a motherfucking um dynasty warriors game it's like there's all these games that are if you're mad about that franchise you're going to pick up this game even though we've done something crazy with it sort of thing you know yeah i i feel like it is going against everything that they need to do with wii u right now (sighs) they are playing to such a niche audience i mean who the fuck goes out and buys a zelda cross dynasty warriors game only the most hardcore of gamer. Like, no one... Did anyone want Dr. Mario to come back? People have been begging for loads of other games to come back and the other franchises, and all of a sudden we get Dr. Luigi. It's just so random. <laughs> well, Dr. Mario was on Wii in, in the WiiWare uh, catalog. Oh, yes, it, it was, was a WiiWare it? game. Um, so I guess they're just drawing from that and being like, oh, yeah, we can reskin this and make it 1080p. And uh, that's what they did. So, uh, anyway, uh, let's talk about something which is probably the most interesting news. Uh, it's, it's generally anything that's involved with Smash is interesting. I feel. Okay. Um, yeah. No. This is true. <laughs> uh, and and uh, and Jesus Christ, Sakurai! What a massive troll! What an utter fucking troll! What was because up with that intro. Dude, that trailer was, like, I was set. I was set on having fucking Nintendo Kart announced. Like, I was, like, I was shit, there. dude. I was, there. I was like, shit, dude. They have changed Mario Kart 8. They're ripping it apart. Kirby's going to be in it. And then when Kirby got knocked out of the sky, I was like, fuck it, man. That's Star, Star Fox. Star Fox is going to come out riding out the, the stars, and he's going to zoom along the track, and he's going to, like, zoom in on him. He's going to be like, oh, God, Nintendo car, all the characters. And then, like, fucking Captain Falcon was going to come on. It's going to be crazy. Uh, and then and that didn't happen. <laughs> Instead... And then the the galaxy star appeared, and I was like... Huh? Like, we're going. 
oh, and then it, it's oh, and it all fell into place. And oh. anyway, yeah, it was a bit so, of a yeah. I interrupted your story. I'm sorry. No, it's it's fine. But I mean, like, <laughs> like that was what I was expecting. And the thing, the the weird thing was that before the trailer started, I- Iwata was talking about that game. And I was like, oh, it's Smash Brothers. It's a Smash Brothers trailer. And it started, and it looked like the Smash Brothers art style that they've been using. And I was like, yeah, okay, this seems cool. Kirby flying through space. But then the, the, the head fake is when you see the Mario Karts, and you see Kirby on the star, and you're like, holy shit, is, it, is this Mario Kart now? Um, and they yeah, in... like, Mario Kart plays such a small role in Smash Brothers. And for them to have Mario Karts in the Smash Brothers trailer is just really rich. That is cheeky that is really like <laughs> that is really really sneaky there's just there's no need for it you know it is sakurai is just a a massive troll it's like it it's no... like a trailer that starts with i don't know skull kid running along with the majora's <laughs> mask on and it's just like oh it's a smash brothers assist trophy it's not majora's mask on 3ds you exactly, silly bugger exactly like, that's, oh, that's exactly what it is oh my <sighs> god so, so that's so. Let's talk about Rosalina then. So she was introduced as a new Smash Brothers character, um, and I'm really happy about this. I play Rosalina in Mario Kart, as you well know, and uh, I think she's a really cool character. And I definitely think that the introduction of her plus the Luma um, has some interesting repercussions as to whether she's going to play like an ice climber style character. But then there was this instant where one of the the parts of the footage, her and the Luma were acting independently of one another where she hit I think Luigi from one side and he hit Mario from the other and they both went flying off in separate directions like they were both attacking but they were attacking different targets which was really strange I'm not sure how that's going to play into the actual uh, mechanics of her character surprisingly enough I didn't really see Rosalina coming into this game and then when she did come in with this announcement I wasn't really that it was a nice announcement, but I wasn't. I wasn't like, oh, oh my god, Rosalina's. In it. I'm not as big of a Rosalina fan as you are, evidently. But, but um, <laughs> um, she looked cool, and you're right. That independent um, fighting between her and her. What's it called? A star. Luma. Oh, it's a Luma. What was I going to say? I was going to say like something ridiculously embarrassing but um <laughs> yeah so between her and the luma it, it, that's cool that's cool and it's so it, everyone's comparing it to ice climbers but the ice climbers don't really act independently of each other so mm. there's definitely something new about her that's going to affect how you control her and stuff which is cool yeah well we'll find out more about that but let's finish it off with uh the way nintendo did um with uh, a mario kart trailer that uh, showed, um, showed some cars driving around some tracks. Showed some cars driving around some tracks. <laughs> Both of us are evidently very disappointed with the the way that Mario Kart Eight is looking right now. Um, it just seems so drab. It seems so formulaic. It seems just there's no freshness. There's nothing new or interesting or diverse or just out the wheelhouse it's a Mario Kart and you know Nintendo knows it's going to sell and th- they've added some some stuff which they think is going to be cool like the, the gravity and it just doesn't it just doesn't strike me uh, as anything interesting Bally are you uh... they, yeah they need they from everything I've seen 
and from the really slow E3 demos, they need to do something to change this game. Gravity's not going to cut it. Like, they either need to, in my opinion, add a second person onto the cart, which I really don't think they're going to do, or just really, really, really increase the speed to the point where it's similar to F-Zero. Just to, just to freshen it up, that'd be cool, right? Like... Yeah. yeah, and especially thematically here would fit in because it's much more hover-based, you know, with the wheels turning on their side. Um, I think that would be cool. But, uh, you know, in reference to how slow it is in terms of E3 stuff, uh, that tends to happen. Um, uh, I remember, like, Johnny on RFN was talking about how previously when he played Mario Kart, maybe it was Double Dash or Wii, he played at E3, it was super slow, but then by the time the game came out, it was perfectly fine so you know that's just fine tuning i feel that's probably going to be uh, the case there and and it should it should be okay by release uh, as long as they pay attention to that stuff but yeah um that's that's pretty much it that was how the nintendo direct ended and uh and it was a really just you know nintendo directs fall into one of two categories either it's super disappointing and there's nothing new or it is mind-blowing and blows your socks off and you're like holy shit they've done it again this fell into a really strange place where nothing was disappointing necessarily. Nothing was standing out as amazing, but it was just weird. It was just a strange event all around, and I felt weird watching it, you know? Yeah, it... it... There's not a whole lot of amazing stuff I could take from it. Rosalina's probably quite cool. Mario Kart did look good, even though it did look a bit samey. Um, I'm struggling after that, to be honest. Yeah, um, it's, uh, a lot of it's kind of forgettable. The but... looked pretty cool, but um, certainly mixed. Certainly mixed. Well, uh, we're going to remix our way out of here, uh, and we will return to you with our final segment of the show, which is where we're going to give you our predictions for the next year. So stay tuned, and uh, we'll be back. everyone and welcome back to the final segment of this Nintendo podcast. I was about to say Nintendo Direct and I was like, nah. no, that's, that's definitely not Directly to it. you. Di- brought directory toward you. Okay. Wow. <laughs> enough, <laughs> enough, enough with the uh, poor Japanese uh, <laughs> racism. Um, Bali... Give me, lay me a prediction. We so this segment we're basically going to be predicting stuff for 2014, um, and we'll talk about it and, and maybe we'll revisit it and see how fucking wrong we are. But <laughs> we're going to kick it off. So, so Bali, what what do you got? All right, I'm going to kick it off and say that Nintendo are going to do some sort. You're basically going to be able to play GameCube and Game Boy Advance games on either Wii U or 3DS. And so your prediction is that that will happen this year and we will be able to download GBA and GameCube games this year? Yes. And 
that they will you will be able to play either on either console and you'll have some sort of linked account in that sense rather than purely monetary. Now, I think that there is credence to this simply because Nintendo did mention, if you remember, in a Nintendo Direct earlier this year that Game Boy Advance games not coming to 3DS, coming to Wii U. I mean, obviously Game Boy Advance games will come to 3DS. No, they didn't say they're not coming to 3DS, but Obviously, they will do, but they explicitly stated Game Boy Advance games will come to Wii U. So, that is a telltale sign that we are very much moving towards the idea of cross-buy and cross-play, similar to how Vita and PS3 and obviously now PS4 does it, where you buy it for one price and you have it across both of the Nintendo platforms and you are able to, you know, play it on whichever one you want. And, and you don't have to double up. Yeah, basically. I feel like coming out with the Game Boy Advance games and the GameCube games would be a good opportunity and timing to do that synergy, synergizing. Synergizing, that word? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Ma- basically making the consoles speak to each other in a much more meaningful way. We've we already seen, obviously, um, very recently we had the update for Wii U, uh, for 3DS, sorry, where you can now link your Nintendo network ID uh, and so you can have the same account across both uh, and it works really nice with Miiverse actually because in Miiverse you can jump into either 3DS or Wii U communities and post to either one from whichever system which is pretty non-Nintendo like I have to say uh, usually they fuck up in some way and make it so that each one is distinguished from one another and you can't you know, encroach between the two but They've done a good job here, and Miiverse is actually super well implemented on 3DS, and um, I've been having some fun with it, actually. It's, it's been some, some good stuff there. Awesome. Well, MBZ, what is your first prediction for 2014? Uh, I'm going to start with uh, a new Smash Brothers character, um, and I'm going to say that there will be a reveal of Phoenix Wright being in Smash. Now, a few reasons for this. Phoenix Wright has starred in a fighting game before. I believe he was in a Marvel vs. Capcom game, one of those. Really? Um, yeah, you know what? We should probably check that to make sure that uh, that it's correct. don't want to be um, told that I'm completely wrong here. Yeah, so Phoenix Wright is indeed in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Um, and he was a playable character there. So there is, you know... People might think, you know, how the hell is Phoenix Wright going to play in the game? But, you know, how the fuck did Game & Watch play in the game? He was, he's was he been in Smash Brothers for a long time, um, and, and he's a character that is, uh, you know, he doesn't seem like he will be very useful, and, and yet he can actually do stuff. Um, I think that Phoenix Wright's a really nice fit, not only because he is based mainly on Nintendo platforms, but also because he has some really interesting, um, you know, context sensitive moves that he would be able to use like stuff based around law and like using you know saying objection and stuff like that and throwing paper around um and pointing fingers and like shouting at people uh, and all that kind of crazy stuff i really feel that you could implement that stuff well into smash and it just kind of fits into smash because smash is supposed to be crazy and ridiculous and weird and have all these characters that don't necessarily make sense uh, but still fit together in this cohesive and coherent universe and phoenix wright 
is one of those characters that kind of fits in with your Mario's and Zelda's in terms of like, uh, you know, how how he's kind of cartoony um, and his art style fits very much into the Nintendo realm. Um, you think I'm crazy here? Do you think this is a possibility? It, no, it could happen. I mean, I'd love to see more crazy characters. Like I thought Mega Man was crazy in the sense that it was, oh my god, Mega Man in Sm- like that is big. I mean, Rosalina announced today is much less big in the sense that she's as much more of a low-key announcement yeah yeah, you can't get much more first party than rosalina other than like mario and peach and people like that so right right i think that having those characters that are outside the bubble is awesome and phoenix Wright definitely fits into that category which would be nice so yeah i'd be up for that Obviously, there's the possibility of Leighton also, and, you know, Wright and Leighton are very much intertwined. There's that game, which involves both of them coming out in 2014, um, which I'm super hyped on. Um, And, you know, there is the possibility that instead of Phoenix Wright, Leighton could be... I think Leighton's actually starred in more games uh, on Nintendo platforms, Um, so maybe he's a more likely candidate. But both of them work super well, and there has been the precedent set with Brawl that you can have third-party characters, because we had Sonic and we had Snake. Um, I'm not quite sure if Snake's going to make a return this game. It doesn't seem like it, he would. Uh, I don't know, he's, he seems like one of those characters that maybe dropped from the roster, uh, especially with stuff like Metal Gear Solid Five not being on a Nintendo platform. It's... He's, he's much less associated with Nintendo these days, um, and so maybe in his place uh, comes something like a Phoenix Wright or something like a Leighton, which is much more, um, you know, appropriate. much more appropriate and fitting. Yeah, def- definitely. Um, so I, I think that, that could be a, a good shout there, and, and we could be in for a Phoenix Wright uh, character reveal uh, at some point along the line. So my next prediction... Um, is more wishful thinking. Um, that's not to say that it won't happen, but it is to say that I'd be lucky if it does happen. And that is that either F- there will be an F-Zero game or an Advance Wars game in this in 2014 on either 3DS or Wii U. Um, both both franchises. Very, very wide open prediction here, Bally. Lots of if this, if that. Well, <laughs> Either or. Uh, two games, maybe this system, maybe that system. Yeah, but the funny thing is that come 2015, neither of them will have happened. And we'll <laughs> yeah, be back in this exactly. position being like, oh, should have made that prediction even wider. So, um, yeah, both franchises are very close to my heart. Certainly, I'm a big F Zero and Advance Wars fan. Um, Both franchises very much dormant at this current time. We haven't seen new releases uh, for a good number of years. Yeah, the last Advance Wars game was on DS. I think it was Dark Conflict, which was two thousand and probably eight. It's like maybe I think even earlier than this, like six, seven, maybe, but. Either way, a really long time ago. F-Zero is even worse, I think, actually. I think the most recent F-Zero game was Game Boy Advance, um, and it came out... Probably 2003. I think, actually, this year is the 10th anniversary of F-Zero. Uh, oh it's 2003, God, I think. so depressing. <laughs> 10th so, anniversary of not having a game, I mean. Oh. And there have been some really negative interviews in the past with certain members of Nintendo. I can't remember who they were, but someone said... 
oh, there's nothing new we can do with the franchise, so we didn't think it was worth bringing out another one, and I was just like, my heart sunk. I was like, that was a Miyamoto quote. He he said that. Yeah, um, which is pretty grim. So someone with that much influence and power at a company uh, basically says, yeah, you don't really care about it anymore. We're going to not do anything with it. Doesn't really uh, put too much hope in the hearts of the, the hardcore fans. Um, Which is a real shame because when the Wii U was announced, I honestly thought something like F Zero or even something like Wave Race would have, either of them would have been a solid first party racing game on the Wii U, would have graphically looked incredible if they'd put the resources into it and could have been not a system seller, but it would have rounded out a nice launch lineup sort of thing you know it would have been a showpiece is what it would have been like rogue squadron was for the gamecube when it came out yeah i mean you know look racing games are very easy to make look good take a look at forza with the xbox one launch that game looks fantastic i actually went into hmv um and they had a demo unit of xbox one and a dude was playing forza and i was like Jesus Christ, that looks good. Like, it is a visual showpiece. Uh, I didn't have a go. No, I was just kind of wandering around, and the guy was kind of hogging it. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't really care about this game anyway, so... Standard Xbox One fan. Well, you know, I I just... um, I I was uh, content enough to just look at it and absorb its visual prowess, uh, such as it was. But those games are very easy to make look good, and they are such good showcases for the power um, of the graphical fidelity of the system and having an F-Zero at launch would have been that it would have been a showpiece to, um, to, to, to you know say fuck the haters Wii U looks amazing and, and look at this exactly um, and it's... so what about Advance Wars then that that's another uh, thing yeah I, I really love Advance Wars I think it would what I pray for and it's I'm so jealous that because their gaming systems are very similar in the sense that Fire Emblem and Advance Wars are similar and you got Fire Emblem Awakening which is like you said is almost like the Ocarina of Time of the Fire Emblem franchise and it would just be glorious if Advance Wars could just have a 3DS game that they really pumped a lot of effort into with the graphics with this well maybe not story there's never a good story in those games but and the graphics and the gameplay and just the whole package, I that would just be incredible. I don't know how well it would sell. Um, probably not very well. But they really, really... It was one of the biggest games on Game Boy Advance. Maybe not biggest in sense of sales, but it was big in terms of critical reviews. It was, wow, this is a really good game that's only been in Japan previously. Bringing it out in the West actually did half decent in the West... Great reviews, good game. Why not continue it on 3DS? It just seems a bit strange. Yeah, it does, and especially with how they were pumping them out pretty well for for DS. They had like two, I think, on there. And, I think there's two um, on GBA and two on DS, at least. Yeah, yeah, at least. Um, it's <laughs> and see, here's the thing where. I'm not really so certain that we will get one because of the success of Fire Emblem Awakening and how well received that game was across the board. I really feel that Nintendo are going to be pushing Intelligent Systems to be working on a successor to that game as opposed to going back to Advance Wars. Um, 
which I'm thrilled by, but clearly, you know, it, it would be nice to have diversity there as well. They, yeah. did, I mean, they did used to do the thing where they would just jump between the two franchises, and I suppose that that's still feasible that they could do that. Um, but we'll have to see. Uh, I, I certainly wouldn't be disappointed if they were doing Advanced Wars over Fire Emblem. Heck, it would be a good chance for me to jump into that series and, and kind of get my teeth into uh, how that kind of system works. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd be I'd be interested in, or even like what we were talking about earlier with the Game Boy Advance games coming to Wii U or 3DS. I just cannot wait to download some Advance Wars games. Like, oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would no, you be no. willing to try one? <laughs> uh, perhaps, yeah. yeah. There's definitely there's always a pos- there's always a possibility there. So, awesome. anyway, um, I'm going to move on to my second prediction, which is a trumpet I've been blowing for probably. <laughs> seven eight years (laughs) dread uh dread dread god dude imagine if it came out and was called dread how great would that be it would be so it'd be such a massive troll that i'd actually be annoyed with nintendo not happy because (laughs) dread was leaked not leaked what's the word revealed or whatever so long ago it's just like oh it's just one of those myths right now. Anyway, let's be more specific here for people who don't have a fuck what we're talking about. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't have a clue linguo. what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, so I predict in 2014 we will see the long-awaited return of the 2D Metroid, a gaming genre that we have talked about earlier in this podcast because Bally's been playing the last kind of fully original 2D Metro to come out. Obviously Zero Mission came out after Fusion but that was based on the original Metroid. It wasn't a brand new game. It was uh, a reimagining one might say Um, but it has been a long time um, since Metroid 4 which was Metroid Fusion came out Um, and if you know me, you know that I fucking adore 2D Metroid. I think that it is one of the most satisfying, tight, and impressive experiences that one can have in gaming. Um, and there are so many people and so many companies who recognize that it's an incredible genre because there are indie studios upon indie studios upon indie studios producing games in this vein because Nintendo aren't doing it themselves. Nintendo have all but abandoned the franchise in terms of the 2D games and I, like, I want them to come back and, and be like, look, we can do this too, even though we've been gone a while and uh, there, there have been some good games coming out. Like, you know, I backed a game on Kickstarter for the first time ever, um, which is called Ghost Song, and that game is essentially a 2D Metroid game. I saw it and I was like, holy shit, this looks like the 2D Metroid I want, and I instantly backed it like that just because I'm so compelled by experiences um, uh, in that universe and, and that kind of setup. So, so yeah, it's 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 just been a long, long time and. I want it to. I want it to happen, man. I want it to happen. If it, I mean, if it was announced, I'd definitely be keen on picking it up. Um, having loved what I've played so far of Fusion, I I think it'd be nice to see some crisp 3DS graphics on a 
franchise like that and just some nice 3D effects on top of that. They, they could definitely do a good job with a 2.5D style. Um, what about, would you prefer 3DS to Wii U, I take it? I definitely prefer 3DS. Uh, I like those kind of games handheld. Um, you know, Wii U I wouldn't be against, but the thing with Wii U is... <sighs> I feel like there's going to, like they wouldn't take the risk of putting a brand new Metroid game which is 2D onto Wii U because people will cry out and be like what the fuck where's my full 3D adventure full get you know it seems like with the 2D stuff it's it's okay for platformers platformers get away with it but any other style of game it seems like you know they're shirking on the so-called AAA quality of it by putting out a 2D 2D version It'd be weird after doing like 2D Donkey Kong and 2D Mario U and... um... It just feels at this point that Metroid as a console franchise has established itself in 3D completely and regressing on that doesn't seem like it's something that would happen. It's definitely going to be a 3DS game, I feel. so. Anyway, uh, there's, there's my hope. So putting it on the line yet another year. I hope I won't be disappointed. So my final prediction for 2014 is that Nintendo will release a version of the Wii U and maybe they'll give it some fancy paint job or something and it will have an an extra large hard drive and on top of that it will have some sort of reward system that allows the owners of that system to download virtual console games with a substantial discount. So this console will be aimed at the Nintendo hardcore fans who just want to download lots of virtual console games. What do you think? I think that that is completely outlandish. (laughs) Utterly... Well, you know what else is outlandish? Dynasty Warriors with Hyrule. (laughs) Look... you're right. That is... Okay. I guess all bets are off. Fuck it. <laughs> You're probably right. No. Okay, so the reason that I think that this is not going to happen is because Nintendo are floundering right now. Wii U is an utter failure. The NPD numbers from November were astonishingly bad, and they are in serious trouble with this system. If they are going to make a new version that is marketed towards such a niche group of people then they're not serving themselves in a good way they need this system to take off uh, and sell to a wide audience and by making a Wii U that is essentially focused as being a virtual console machine that is not a proposition that I feel lots of people are going to take to in all honesty but defend it it if you won, <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, I would defend it in the sense that while you won't sell more Wii U's to a wider audience, you might make a lot of money out of the hardcore, and ultimately, potentially, that's the only people who are ending up going to buy the Wii U. So it's basically, in my opinion, making good of a bad situation. That was the idea. In terms of making this more appealing price-wise, do you think that they would cut the gamepad from this system if they were to release it? Yeah, no, that's quite a good idea, actually. Although, perhaps one of the cool aspects of some virtual console games um, is the idea that you can play them on the gamepad, so maybe that would be a bad idea. I think that's a cool aspect of any virtual console game, is that you can play on the gamepad, so yeah. Yeah, 
So um, maybe that would be a bad idea to drop the gamepad. At the same time, maybe there's plenty of fans who would just rather have the regular Wii U non-pad. I, as, what's it called? The Pro. Pro controller. <laughs> pro I also go against the notion that they would include a large hard drive simply for the fact that Nintendo have been known consistently to say, look, we know that you want space but quite simply and quite frankly hard drive space and um you know large amounts of storage are available elsewhere for cheaper and they are quite happy with not charging you extra simply for increased storage um which is what the other companies do and i mean that's why you have the different tiers of ps3 and xbox 360 where there is the low end one which with it has like 12 gigabytes or whatever, nothing basically, and then you have the 500 gig, which is uh, much more expensive uh, as a result of having more storage. Nintendo say, no, look, you know how much storage you need, we're not going to tie you down to the amount of storage that you need, go out and find a hard drive, we'll make it easy for you to uh, to connect one and, and just have all your games on there, and leave it at that, and I think that that's... That's their stance, and I'm pretty sure they're going to stick to that, in all honesty. Fair enough. Uh, so my final prediction here is going to be that Nintendo will reveal at E3 this year a brand new IP. And this is something that I feel has been on the cards for a long time. There's talk of Miyamoto working on his own brand new game, whether that is a smaller digital download or whether it's going to tie into a larger new franchise is yet to be be seen. But he has been working on that game for like a year and a half at this point, uh, as long as plans are still stayed in motion. And I feel that's going to be uh, unveiled. Now, in terms of what type of game it is, that's a little bit harder to distinguish because Nintendo have covered a lot of genres, uh, most genres it seems. I feel the main ones that they don't really target are the first-person shooter market, which is somewhat balanced by Metroid Prime, but Metroid Prime in all essence isn't a first-person shooter, it's a first-person action-adventure game, um, the, the shooting elements are not at the forefront there. It's much more about exploration um, and about the world and and and, and kind of ex- you know duh, exploring because it's exploration. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's an adventure game. Yeah. And so maybe, but that doesn't seem like Miyamoto's style. It doesn't seem like Nintendo style. Uh, if they were to do that, they would have to put their own spin on it and definitely not you know lump it in with with the stuff that you see on 360 and, and PS3. Um, the, the other option is, uh, you know, an open world game in the ve- in the vein of something like Grand Theft Auto or, you know, Red Dead or not obviously playing on those same themes because that's not how Nintendo roll, but setting a br- making a brand new character, uh, something that fits with the, the rest of their IPs, uh, probably something more cartoony, um, but an open world game done by Nintendo with Nintendo um, sensibilities, you know? And, and I think that could be really cool. Uh, I, I'm really interested to see how they would approach that kind of game because as much as you can argue about Zelda and, and Metroid, they never really are fully open world. Like, you are going down a linear progression most of the time. There is a story that is, is focused. You can't, you know, explore the entirety of... Uh, the game world from the outset and that's something that I think that they could do Um, did Miyamoto previously work on some small downloadable title what was that again 
Uh, I don't think so. Well, Not I that I've heard no. of. Never uh, may, maybe you're thinking of... So there's a game which came out on Virtual Console called Mole Mania. Um, um, that was developed by Miyamoto. Or it was, yeah, it's, it's something to do with him uh, back in the day. It's an old Game Boy game uh, that he was involved with uh, in, in some capacity and uh, that that was released on virtual console so maybe that's what's in your mind I'm not sure um, I was going to suggest maybe what about Nintendo doing something sandboxy that's that's what open world games are uh, okay. yeah, I, well I mean <laughs> like I mean what what kind of you know from what kind of perspective of a sandbox are you, are you saying oh god I have no idea it'd be awesome if they did some Okay, now that now I'm kind of falling into it. what's that Disney game that's Disney kind of, Infinity? Yeah, like a, a Nintendo version of Disney Infinity. If they did that with Pokemon, with Pokemon at, thrown in there on top, look at the monies. Look at the monies. <laughs> like it Jesus just, Christ. Yeah, and and maybe aspects of that idea were reminiscent with something like Nintendo Land. Mm. Not the actual gameplay, just the look. And stuff. The aesthetic, and be, yeah. And I'm sure the aesthetic would be very similar to Nintendo Land, and it'd be hard to move away from Nintendo Land aesthetic if they did something like that, but it'd be so cool. Just Yeah, no, it definitely It's asking fits. a lot, obviously, and mm. I don't think it'll be like that. It'll be something completely out of the blue in the same way that Pikmin was oh, so yeah. many years ago. Indeed. Um, um. I mean, it, me, Pikmin was based on Miyamoto's garden, so we need to think of some as- other aspect of his life that he'll base this on. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, he was talking about in that one interview how they don't let him cycle to work anymore because you know he's too valuable. They don't want him like dying. <laughs> um, so maybe you know his cycling. Uh, I guess that was already uh, remedied in the the Wii Sports, uh, Wii Fit, whatever it was, uh, where, where cycling was implemented there. So you know. Hmm. Seems likely. Anyway, uh, the, that's that's pretty much it. That's that's our predictions. Um, somewhat. They're all going to happen. Uh, gonna yeah, happen. we are the future tellers of things. <laughs> and the, yeah, to, I guess we. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Very unlikely, but one a man can dream, Ali. Man can dream. Can indeed. Uh, that is going to close out our show. However, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. A bit more off the cuff than usual. Um, but hey, you, you got to do that sometimes. You know, just go with the flow and, uh, and see how, how it rolls off the tongue. Teeth and lips. So, <laughs> uh, Bally, Twitter. Give me, give me some Twitter. of that plug. And... My Twitter is... At Ballyman91. That's B A L Y M A N 91. You can also find me under that name on Meverse. I see that you have learned how to spell your own name. Congratulations. I know, I've learned a lot in the space of a few days. Indeed. Um, so I am uh, Lord NBZ on Twitter. Follow me there. You can also find me on the Meverses at Lord NBZ also. And. I will probably be posting some stuff from the 3DS, so look out for that, and give me some yes. I want some yes, people. We didn't do listener questions this week, but we probably will next time, so continue to send your questions to nyppquestions at gmail.com 
that would be much appreciated and we will get on to those next time definitely we uh, we've only had i mean the episode uh, the last episode only just went up the day we're recording this, so there really isn't any feedback, so we can't. Uh, <laughs> so hopefully we get some before before the next next time. So you guys got plenty of time to send stuff in. Um, so go ahead and do that, and uh, and we will be happy to respond to it. So, um, meantime, but that's that's going to be it. That's going to close out our show. Bali, any closing thoughts here? Happy New Year! Indeed, happy. I hope you guys have a happy New Year. Uh, and I uh, hope 2014 is going to be a good one. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back very soon uh, with some more Nintendo talking, some more games, and some more uh, some more interesting everything. So, thank you for listening. Thank you, Bali, for joining me. Thank you, MBZ, for having me. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye. Goodbye.